Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, he's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. This is Jesus speaking, but he is reading from one of the scrolls of the prophets as he is declaring that prophecy is being fulfilled and that he is there to fulfill it. And he said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that blind eyes will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And then he dropped the mic. Jesus said this to his disciples, what you see me do and what you hear me say is all for your empowerment. Jesus came to build a bridge of redemption to eternity. He came to empower people to spread the good news of the kingdom. And as Jesus would say that he was anointed to declare that there is freedom and that there is vision and that there is release in the kingdom through the anointing of God, we have been anointed to carry that message into the earth. And City Life is a really great, great place to be a part of. It's a unique place. Every week we come together with nationalities from all over the world. And we were moved this week and we saw as the Bahamas were being affected, not just because it's one of our neighbors, but because in this house we have Bohemians that worship every week and come and are a part of this ministry and have been for a long time. So we're moved because our family is being affected. Those islands are connected to this house. It's a unique place because we have a great diversity in our age uh, network here. We have hundreds of kids every week from infants to toddlers to middle schoolers and high schoolers to seniors that have gray hair and they're still moving and, you know, they have energy. I mean, some of the seniors have more energy than I have. I mean, they, they, just, they just keep going. But, but it's, we're diverse in our generational makeup here at City Life. We're, we're diverse in our socioeconomic makeup. We have people that have just prospered and people that are still living day to day, hoping one day and believing that prosperous days are in their future. But the great thing is when we come together, we all have one thing in common as believers. We've all been reached by the good news of the gospel. The first thing that we have set out to do at City Life, there's three words that are stamped on everything we do. The first word is reach. Why can we reach? Because we've been reached. Why can we proclaim that? Because that is part of our testimony. 
The Bible said we have been made overcomers by the word of our testimony and by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus enables me to give a testimony that I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. If it had not been for amazing grace, I would still be lost. But now because I have been reached, I can proclaim a message, a good news, a freedom that reaches others. I have the ability and the responsibility to carry my testimony into the earth. The Bible said we are empowered by the Spirit to be witnesses in our Jerusalem. That's Tampa Bay. That's our region. And then to Samaria. And, and he said, I'm going to take you around the world. And the commission and the mission hasn't changed. It's the mission of the kingdom of God that we reach the lost at any cost. I believe city life is a place where all are welcome. Anybody from any background, no matter what has happened in their yesterday, they are welcome at that house. But I did have somebody ask me, Pastor, does Jesus love me just like I am? He does. Isn't that amazing? But he also provides a better way. If you're broken and bound, there's always a better way. If you're in chains of addiction, there's always a better way. If you're confused in your heart and your mind, there's always a better way. If you do not have the answer, there's always a better way. Jesus loves you just like you are. He receives you just like you are. But he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The reason he came, because he came to give a better way. Because there was already a way put in place, but it was a broken way. It was a broken road. But when we understand the power of being reached. He can reach you if you're on the highest mountain or the lowest valley in the darkest season, or you are in a place of overflow. He can reach you. So therefore, we proclaim the reaching power of God. Not only can he reach us, but we have a message of restoration. He can restore. Somebody say restore. restore. This is a house of restoration. It's been in the fabric of this house long before I ever arrived. It was in the DNA of the people that founded this great ministry over 80 years ago. And we are a restoring house, a house that loves and covers and shelters, knowing that the power of restoration works for the believer. Anybody ever fallen and had the power of grace pick you back up? Man, it's something to know that when you've blown it, God still loves you. When you are broken, God still loves you. When you are, are, are hopeless and you feel like there's no answer, God still loves you. I am telling you, it's a hopeless gospel if there is no restoration. It's a hopeless grace if there is no restoration. It's a hopeless journey if, the, if there is no restoration. But the good news is Jesus came and through the power of who he was, he released an anointing of, in the earth that the poor could find hope, the broken could be free, the oppressed could live and journey knowing that their best days are before them. If you've been restored in this place at any time in your journey, put your hands together and give him praise for that. But the last word, not only are we called to reach, not only are we called to restore, but the last word is so powerful. It's the word release. You hear a lot about destiny and purpose in this house because we believe it's part of our assignment on this house. Every church has the same mission. That's to make the name of Jesus famous in all the earth. That's to raise his banner and proclaim the good news so that all men would know Christ. But I believe every church also has a unique assignment on it. There's churches that empower uh, leaders in the kingdom uh, to, to excel in business and we want to do that in this house. There are people that are on the edge of education and they are 
leading great schools of ministry and Christian schools. And I believe that as we pray for them and we partner with them, the kingdom will be advanced. But one of the great callings on this house is a simple word of destiny and a simple word of purpose. People are looking for it. That's where I went roaring, sold 48 million copies of The Purpose Driven Life. A pastor from California penned a book called The Purpose Driven Life. 48 million copies have been sold. Why? Because people are looking for purpose in this earth. They are looking for purpose in this world. And the good news is we serve a God of purpose. And he said, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you beyond the labels. I knew you beyond the disappointment. I knew you beyond the mistake. I knew you beyond the mess up or the last season. I knew you before the divorce. I knew you before the bankruptcy. I knew you before the addiction or the isolation. And the good news is the promise and the purpose of God does not have an expiration date. I'll tell you what it does. It has a fulfillment date. It has a date where he said, it's your time. It's your season. It's your hour. It's your moment. Come on, praise him for the destiny in your life today. Come on, somebody's got an appointment with a fulfillment date, a date of arrival, a due date. See, when we have vision and it's unlocked in us, it becomes power. See, vision is seeing what could be and believing that it should be. It's seeing what is possible. But in your spirit, you just know that it's going to happen because you have faith in that vision. And all over this room, you see people with yellow shirts. And they're MVPs. It takes hundreds of people to operate the kingdom here at City Life. Matter of fact, we had more people at our gathering the other night than we did people in church 12 years ago. It takes more volunteers to operate the church today than we had people over a decade ago. And that's an awesome thing. But here's the deal. There's still lost people dying and going to hell. There's still people broken in need of restoration. There's still people that are not walking in their purpose outside these four walls. So we need an army. We need MVPs. What is an MVP? First, it's someone that understands the mission of the kingdom. Your mission, my mission, the mission that Jesus gave the disciples. He said to go into all the world. Whether you're a member of this church, another church, or no church, if you're a believer, it's your mission. It's your assignment. It's called the Great Commission, and it hasn't changed in 2,000 years. We have that responsibility. Matter of fact, if you do not walk in that responsibility, you are not walking out and fulfilling your kingdom service. People that understand, but I'm so glad that this house understands the mission of the kingdom. But not only the mission of the kingdom, we believe that our people, MVPs are people that are committed to the vision of this local house house. I told you every local house is different and they're committed to reaching, restoring, and releasing people into purpose. They're committed with their tithe, their time, their offering, and they're committed to walking out the vision in this house. They're not only committed to the global mission of the kingdom, but they're committed to the local kingdom. That's why people change diapers on Sunday morning in the nursery. That's why people drive golf carts in the nursery. That's why people stand on a stage after they've practiced all week long to lead you into worship. 
That's why people operate cameras or count money and finances in the back so we can move the ministry and the provision is there to operate the kingdom. That's why we have preachers and teachers and staff. That's why we have elders and we have people that stand in the gap because they're committed to the local vision of the house. But not only are we committed to the mission and the vision, what is an MVP? It's somebody that understands that if we're going to do it, we're going to run with passion. We're going to run knowing that we have a good news that sets the captive free. We have something in us that can change the world. The God in me has the ability at any moment to push back the force of darkness and declare a grace that is at work and a mercy that's brand new and a redemption that lasts for eternity. And you ever get a revelation or that, it'll wake you up in the morning and you will declare, this is the day that the Lord hath made. What can I do to advance the kingdom so I will rejoice and be glad in it? People that understand that are MVPs. You know, we have some, what I call core values here. So they're the things that keep us in the, in the roadway of our destiny and purpose. There's some things that God gave us when we were journeying through prayer and through our staff and some of these things that are in the heart of me and Pastor Casey. And there's some of the things that have become intangible and in principles of this house. And when you live a principled life, you can move and it's not personal when you deal with people. Because when you live by principles, they become the markers in your journey. They keep the main thing, the main thing. The first is unity. Somebody say unity. I know some of you heard these, but I just, these need to be ingrained in our heart as a group of people. Somebody say unity. Psalm 133 says this, where God finds unity, there he commands the blessing. If you want to stumble into blessing, or you just want to hope that it might happen, or do you want to be targeted with blessing? How you are targeted with blessing, Psalm 133 says you live in unity. First, you live in unity with the Father. You make sure your connection's right. And then you make sure you live in unity with your brothers and sisters. That doesn't mean uniformity. That's one thing that's cool about City Life Church. We look different. Look around you. There's people that look different, that sound different, have different accents. It's not talking about uniformity. We can be different. Look, that's why he said, I have a message for the Jews and the Gentiles. You, I'm not talking about uniformity. We all have different customs. He's talking about unity of spirit. That even if we don't get along, I'm telling you, I see more people fight on Facebook about stupid stuff that does not even matter. It takes away from our testimony and it hinders our kingdom influence. But I will tell you this, when you have a spirit that says, you know what, I'm gonna let Jesus shine through me, you make up your mind to walk in unity. This is a house of unity. Honor is a core value here at City Life. We want people to feel honor from the parking lot to the platform. If you've just arrived, we want you to feel honored that you arrived at City Life Church. Our guests that stand on this stage that come, we want them to feel honored in the green room. If they're staying in a hotel we provided, we want to make sure when they get to the hotel, they feel honored. We want to breed a culture of honor, not just up, but we want to do it down. We want our children to feel honored, and there is a calling on their life. We want to honor those around us, and we want them to know that we are honored to serve in this kingdom journey. Honor is a lost word 
in our culture. And if it is ever established, the Bible said two things begin to happen. We live a long life, but not only will we live a long life, we will live a blessed life. And when you understand the power of honor and the activation of honor in your life, it propels you into greater days. Diversity is a core value here at City Life. I don't have to explain that to City Life. We model it every week. When, when society doesn't, we do. When culture doesn't, we do. When political pundits don't, we do. And the great thing is, the kingdom really has the answer. The kingdom has the message of reconciliation. So we model it every week. Diversity is a core value. Excellence is a core value. What is excellence? It's doing the best with what you've got. I can't do with what I do not have. But I can do the best with what God has given me. And if I listen to his instruction and I make sure the small things are cared for, because it's the small things that make a big difference. It's the little things. I go to churches all the time and speak, and sometimes pastors ask me, say, Pastor, our church isn't growing. You know, we're struggling. And I'm telling you, I walk in the building, and in about two minutes, I look around, and I'm not sure about everything, but I do know that there is not a spirit of excellence. And when people come to this place, I want them to understand that we are people of excellence. Why? Because we serve an excellent God, and we serve a God that created us fearfully and wonderfully and designed every part of us and our journey. But when they were making the Ark of the Covenant, God gave some, some um, instructions on how to make it down to the very detail. He told them what kind of wood. He told them how to construct it, the size, how to carry it. And then he told them to cover the outside with gold and the inside with gold. And when they built it, they made it with gold. And they were going to put a lid on the box why would you waste gold on the inside of the box? Nobody could see the inside of the box. Matter of fact, if you opened the box, you got struck dead. Nobody wanted to open the box. But here's the reality. God sees the inside of the box. God's presence rested on the inside of the box. And God sees the things nobody else sees. He sees you going the extra mile. See, these principles don't only work for our church. They work for your life. They work in your life and in your business. They work in every area. Uh, uh, excellence is a core value here. So passion is a core value. That's what makes our MVPs uh, next level. Because we run. We sing with passion. We preach with passion. We serve with passion. When we go on mission trips, we, we, we travel with passion. Matter of fact, a missionary wrote me from Paraguay just the other day. He said, Pastor, we have had tons of teams come from other countries, but we have never seen a team like City Life from the beginning till the end of the journey. They made a difference. Why? Passion. We do what we do with. Come on, make some noise. You're passionate people today. Atmosphere is a core value. We want the right atmosphere. Our team will tell you when I walk through the lobby and I hear no music playing, I'm not happy. When we walk through and see things aren't right for an event, why? Because atmosphere is so important. I told a story the other night to our MVPs and, you know, a few years ago, me and Pastor Casey went to Disney World and my daughters thought this was a funny story. They've teased me about it all week. But it was, it was hot and everybody from Florida, I think, was at Disney World that day. There was like nine million people there. 
And I got out of the car and I didn't want to be at Disney World. And we had to park like nine miles away, get on a tram with a bunch of sweaty people. Ride and stand in lines for hours to ride It's a Small World. So I got out and it was, you know, I had a long Sunday. It was a Monday, our daughters were out of school. And I got out of the car and I didn't really want to be there. And I probably wasn't happy that day at the happiest place on earth. I know you don't believe I can ever be like that, but I can. You know, and I, I get out of the car and I'm, I'm not really feeling Disney World. I'm like feeling the couch, the house. So I get out of the car and all of a sudden I hear music playing and I look over in the bushes and there's these rocks. And these rocks are, are singing rocks. And they're making noise and it's music and it's happy music. It's like Disney World music. It's small world music. It's like music that makes you believe you're at the happiest place on earth. By the time I got to the tram, I was feeling better. By the time I got to the park, I was ready to stand in those long lines. Why? Because atmosphere is everything. I came home and I told Pastor Mike, I need us to get these rocks. They make music. And now when you get out of your car at City Life Church, you hear worship music. Why? Because we want you to understand that atmosphere sets the stage for God to move. I don't know what kind of hell you've battled all week long, but when you get out of the car, I want the wall to start coming down. I don't know what you've had to fight this week. When you get out of the car, I want the presence of God in the parking lot to stop ringing down the wall. Atmosphere is a core value here. At Relationship is a core value here at City Life. We talk a lot about our vertical and our horizontal relationship. If your vertical relationship is right, your horizontal relationship will be right. We need to make sure things are right with us and God. And if they are, it will begin to show here on earth. Relationship is a core value here. Say that Faithfulness is a core value. If you're a leader or not a leader, God has called you to be faithful. He's called you to be faithful with your time, your talent, your treasure. That's your tithe and your offering and your testimony. Called you to be faithful. It's a core value. We ask it of our leaders. We speak it to our people. Creativity is a core value here at Silat. We want to be creative in what we do. We want to be creative with the good news of the gospel. The message has never changed, but culture has. And as we adapt to culture, Jesus always ministered in the culture. When he picked up dirt, spit in it, it was culturally relevant to those people. When he talked with the woman of the well, the cultural language he used was culturally relevant to that day. Jesus was always adapting to the culture he was in. We're creative with the gospel, it's a core value. Generosity is a core value here at City Life. Matter of fact, just this year on our calendar, we have trips, we just got back from Paraguay. We're going to New York with a mission team. We're going to Guatemala where we will help build, not only take teams, but we're gonna help build a cafeteria for an orphanage there. We're going to Jamaica on a mission trip. Now that's the kind of mission trip you wanna go on, Jamaica. Jamaica, Bahama. Oh, no, that's a, we may go to the Bahamas too and help them. We're going to Belize this year. We're going to have serve days in our city this year. We're going to bring friends to church this year. Matter of fact, we're going to have a friend day in a few weeks and we're going to bring friends to church. We're going to take new ground this year. We're going to position ourselves as we close out 2019 and we walk into 2020 
that we see with clear vision and that our vision is 2020. And if things are not working, we adjust. And if things need to be propped up and fixed, we work on them. If things need to be eliminated, we wave goodbye because there's no sacred cows here at City Life. If there are things we need to start that we've never worked in, we're going to begin. We're going to have our eyes wide open for vision. And we're going to do life together. And we're going to change the world. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, we find that Nehemiah was sitting in the palace. He was a cupbearer for the king. And in verse 1, it says this, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah, And it came to pass in the month of Chelsea, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the citadel, that had I and one of my brethren came with men from Judah. And I asked him concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the providence, they are in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates burn with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. This is what happened. Nehemiah is in the palace. He's the right hand of the king. He is comfortable. Matter of fact, he is serving as the cupbearer. You could not get any closer to the king. Servants in a plush environment. And he greeted people from his homeland. And he asked them how things were back home. And they said this, not good. Two things that they spoke of. He said the walls have been broken down. The walls represented protection. And then they said the gates have been burned with fire. The gates were always the places of authority in a region. The protection is broken down and the authority is no more. And the Bible said when Nehemiah heard that, he was broken. And he began to pray. I am telling you, I believe that it's time for us once again to make sure that we have a burden for Tampa, for Tampa Bay for this world, for people that are broken, people that are hurting, people that do not know Jesus. First thing that happened was this. He was moved to serve. There was something in him that said, you know, you can't just stay in the palace when people are hurting. You can't just stay in this comfortable environment while people are broken. You can't just sit here and eat with the king and lived this plush life. He was moved to serve. And then he began to survey the destroyed wall. He began to get a, a glimpse and a vision of what the enemy had really tried to do to his people. And then he identified and empowered people that could help him, that could help rebuild the wall because he knew that he needed people that were beyond his giftings. He need, because together we can always do more. Together we advance the kingdom. I'm not fluent enough to think that me and Pastor Casey could lead and do this thing that we call City Life Church and move this ministry by ourselves. We need a group of elders that bring wisdom. We need a staff that help us direct programs and ministry. We need faithful people like you that say we will be MVPs that will advance 
advance the gospel. They begin to identify and empower people. Then they begin to equip the leaders. And we're going to do that even more than ever before here at City Life Church. They begin to equip leaders that would lead smaller groups and divisions. And they begin to cast vision out and begin to tell people what the wall would look like and how it was going to be erected and how strong and fortified it would be and what protection it would bring to the kingdom. They begin to cast vision about what was going to happen, but they didn't just cast vision. They began to work the vision. He worked the vision. He encouraged. He empowered. He taught. He trained. He gave of himself. He left the palace. He petitioned the king. He used his influence that he had to begin to advance the vision, and then he began to defend against the enemy because we find that in this passage, as they were rebuilding the wall, the enemy came in one by one and began to pick them off. Come help me, Pastor EJ. I was going to use Pastor Michael, but he's taller than me. (laughs) Come on, jump to your feet this morning. We're going to close here in a minute. This is what would happen. The enemy would come in. And we find that as they were building and they were laying stones, we're going to talk a little more more about this next week. As they were laying stones, the enemy would just sneak in and pick workers off. Because when you are trying to do life by yourself, the enemy will pick you off. When you are journeying alone, he will come in and steal your joy. He will rob you of your vision. He will captivate your mind. And it was a problem because they didn't have a lot of workers to start with. They were limited. And the enemy kept picking these workers off. And it hit Nehemiah one day. The Bible said that he did something. He would put two workers together. And the Bible said that as, he, as they begin to work, and the bricklayer was laying bricks, lacing bricks. All right. We're doing this on the fly. Yeah, he's a great brick worker, you can tell. Look at those hands. Those are brick working hands. As he is laying bricks, this is what Nehemiah did. He took another worker and he posted him back to back. Because when the bricklayer was laying bricks, those that served in the timber area really weren't needed at that moment. So this is what he did. He said, when he's laying bricks, you draw your sword. And you stand back to back with him. And when the enemy comes in to get him, you fend off the enemy so he can do his job. And here's what happens at City Life Church. When you stand, we stand together. Because the Bible said if one can put a thousand to fly and two can put ten thousand to fly, what can thousands of people do when we lift up the name of Jesus? It, it doesn't matter where you come from or if you look like me, as long as we are brothers and sisters of faith, we can stand back to back and if the enemy's going to get to you or your family, he's got to get through me. And if he's going to steal your joy, he's got to get through me. And if he's going to rob your vision, he's got to get through me. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today. We'll see you next time.